can't you can't solve a problem in the paradigm in which the problem was created mm-hmm. meaning whatever mindset you were in you created that problem for yourself every problem in everyone's life is their own fault okay and i and you can look at it in that way and it, when you look at it in that way and it's hard to do that's the hardest part if you look at it in that way then what you do is you take back control and control is freedom. You can get control over your life again. And that's that full freedom that I was always seeking. So the way that I had to actually, I had to sit with myself and I said, I had to be real with myself. I said, Hey, you know what? I'm in this position because I'm in this position because I did it to myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you can start to take little steps to get out of the situation. The Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. All right, we're here back again with the Moved Entrepreneur Evolved podcast, and I've got David Gelati here with the Sales and Systems Academy, and he focuses on low-ticket, outbound mastery systems and sales. What's going on, brother? How you doing? What's up, man? Appreciate it, dude. Uh, yes, messaging is the game. It's the new wave, bro. So I'm excited to talk about that. That is really cool. So a lot of, um, and I'm, we're going to jump right into that, but I think that one of the cool things uh, we had chatted a little bit ago was um, your movement. Yeah. Dude, where are you going? The movement, man. It, so, you know, the culture, I guess you, you could look at it like the, um, the why behind, I guess, all things that I'm doing right now is really like changing the way entrepreneurs communicate with each other. Uh, I find that since entrepreneurship, sales especially, right? If you're in high ticket sales, you have a bias, right? People have biases that they have to make a sale. And as soon as you add money to an equation, all of a sudden the communication skills goes out the window. People's ability to have a conversation dies, right? And my movement essentially is like, let's bring back humanity to the selling game. and let's stop the whole pitch slapping and, you know, spamming and DMing and, and, you know, making this stigma worse than it actually needs to be. So that's the, uh, that's the movement. <laughs> well, I think you've got a movement in a couple different ways, right? You, we were chatting a little bit earlier and you're moving somewhere else, right? I'm moving movement of moving to, uh, Mexico. Well, I don't know if I'm moving there, but, um, since I have an online business, which, uh, is so cool because it allows you to move. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be going to Mexico for a little bit and then I'll probably be, uh, probably bouncing around and seeing what I like, you know, don't really have an agenda. I, I think that, um, that's a great way to look at it. I've done a lot of traveling myself and once you get hooked, and I'm, I'm just going to warn you right now, is it <laughs> hooked and you go like one time, you just think you're like, wait a minute, maybe I could just go to this next place and I go to this next place. <laughs> so exactly. Like, it's so true. It's it's so true. And it's I remember when people told me they were like, when you start traveling, you know, it's just this addiction. And I didn't really get it. You know, it's almost like uh I got a guitar back there. And I remember when I bought my first guitar, I would look at everybody and have like 15 guitars, you know, and be like, oh, that's not a deal. I don't understand it. And then next thing you know, I got 10 guitars around. And I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing? And I'm like, How'd this happen? <laughs> but also, I thought I'd throw this out there. So you've got yourself a style. So, I, 
you know, check you out and kind of follow you got. And you've got like a style about yourself. And I was yeah. going to ask this. And so I also do some cigar smoking myself. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you like to smoke? Do you like them um, uh, like longer? Do you like the shorter? What's your style? Yeah. So it used to be those, those dark, heavy, hour and a half long cigars that's what i used to like because i i thought that's what uh you know i thought that was the cool way way to do it but i've actually started to to get those lighter um you know i like uh what is it the the cohibas i like those um i like the lighter ones now they they burn pretty quick they're not as intense and uh yeah, that's, that's what I've been smoking lately, but who knows? That could change. <laughs> it's kind of like what I found was a lot of times it's almost like coffee and then you yeah. get yourself a darker cigar and it's like, oh, okay, I'll go that route or like beer and you go, yeah. all right, I'm going to get myself a darker beer. Like a yeah. And all of a sudden yeah. you're like, you know what? I kind of like hanging out a little more. I think I made fun yeah. of course light, but I think it's <laughs> actually more practical. Yeah. <laughs> So I like to smoke um, punches and Arturo Fuentes. Um, yeah, so those was too. I love those. Yeah, this is a, a punch here. Yep. So I thought I'd throw that out there. On a life thing, also, I also noticed that you've had um, the Red River, the Red Tide running through uh, some of your area, right? So I just got over the freaking congestion and lung infection that it gave me but i live right here on uh in tampa bay i live right on the water and i, wa I walk outside and i see groupers and stingrays and jack Cravel and mullet all dead everywhere the whole marina is full of dead fish and the red tide came through and wiped out you know a, a mass population of fish I'll tell you what the smell is horrible um you know and it and it causes a lot of sickness you know it's an algae bloom and yeah. it uh it gets in the air and man i tell you what it, it's like allergies on steroids <laughs> but yeah, i've lived in florida yeah. my whole life you know and i've dealt with multiple red tides so this one was just specifically bad <laughs> it must be something that's specifically bad because we had um i'm in here in san diego in this last year 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 and a half ago we had a pretty bad one too and you know about a half mile or so off the water and so I can walk down, but man, the stench is like, it's something that you can't explain, right? It's just, yeah. and it's, it's continual, you Ugh. know? So, cool. but you get through it, wouldn't you agree? <laughs> Dude, I got through it, it after a week and a half, but you know, uh, it's actually, they cleaned it up. I saw some dolphins rolling through. So it looks like it's, it's recovering pretty nicely. Well, That's nature though. into recovering. So basically, yeah. um, I, I like to do on the show is I, I like to do a little bit of homework and, and get to know you a little bit and, and do my best uh, to kind of set the stage a little. And through Facebook, I like to go back and I like to see what people's lives are about because I realize yeah. more and more that when we go back, we kind of can't hide those things that go through, but also we express yep. those breakthroughs. And there's two things that I noticed. One is there was a time when you just, you were doing a ton of memes and you were doing a lot of like re-showing yeah. things. And then yeah. it, it was a, there was a statement and I'd like to share it with you. And this was basically yeah. your post. I'd like to hear it. God, hard work really pays off. I never cried from happiness, but before I did today, I pulled myself out of some dark shit, couch surfing, sleeping in a car, 
almost getting evicted, quitting my job. I knew I was not the man I was meant to be, and I had to invent a whole new person. I had to take a leap of faith full-time into entrepreneurship, not knowing what the outcome would be, but I guess what we all need to realize is we do have the power to reinvent ourselves despite what people say about us. Changing, you can literally crawl out of any situation. Tell me a yeah. little bit about what was going on, because that's yeah, that's real shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that post. You know, I was um, <clears throat> I don't know how far back I can go. I mean, it it was never really good, like you know, before entrepreneurship. There's never really anything good. I mean, I was uh, grew up young age, parents split up had a lot of like struggle with my parents where they were kind of custody battles and like and I had a little brother kids only one years old trying to like change his diaper and like help him out and like balancing and you know I think we all go through I think everyone goes through some kind of like childhood thing that really kind of messes them up a little bit mm-hmm. um but past that um like I never really got over it So then what happens is it kind of manifests in our life where we are, uh, I call human beings projectors, right? We're like literally just projecting and we're always projecting. And what happens is we create our life in that way, right? So you can look at quantum physics. That's how it's always, you you do the thing, you, you put it out there into the universe and then guess what? It comes right back to you. So you can't get out of it. So here I am, angry little little shit <laughs> you know i was a uh you know i was just always angry and i couldn't pay attention in school right and i feel like this this is like it's such a classic entrepreneur story like i couldn't fucking pay attention i couldn't pay attention to school i couldn't couldn't write couldn't do arithmetic couldn't do algebra i always got kicked out of class i was always being bad um so i was so then i i left school at around 16 years old so I left wow. high school and that was like, everyone was mad at me, disappointed, but I rebelled really hard. Right. So I rebelled really hard and I was told, you know, teachers were like, you're never going to amount to anything. You're never going to, you're never going to be anything. Like I had a, I had a great talent, which I was a great artist. Um, and my teacher says, you know, you're probably one of the best students in our class. And I hate to see you throw that all away. And I said, and I remember, and this is what what really, really set me over the edge was as an artist, you're supposed to be creative. You're supposed to be able to do whatever you want, right? You're supposed to, like art can't have, like there's not, like there's a blurred line between what's right and wrong in art, right? And Mm. they, I failed every art assignment, even though they said it was the best one, right? And they said, hey, this is, this is the best piece, but it didn't go in the lines. It didn't follow the, the curriculum that we said you, you, you had. Right. And I said, all right, well, that's it. I got to head out of here. And then I started working at an ice cream shop. I moved to Sanibel Island, uh, which is like an Island off of, um, Fort Myers. And I lived out there with a, <laughs> with a, a a traffic guard. Right. And he was on his way to be a, being a police officer. And we said, you know what, we're going to, we're going to go, we're going to go do good things. Right. So I'm just working at ice cream shops. I did boat rentals. I'm a bartender, beach attendant, tour guide. I had about 15 jobs by the time I was like 23. <clears throat> right. Moved out at about oh, like right when I turned 18. Um, and 
that's kind of what took me on a roller coaster of doing a lot of bad things. Um, you know, not never really settling down, just always kind of jumping from city to city. And I, uh, <laughs> kind of, this is taking me back. I actually was drinking a lot, doing a lot of partying out on the beach. Didn't really have a future. And, um, if you look at statistically, there's just no way somebody like that was ever going to do good in life. Like just no way in hell. Um, so yeah. You felt it. You felt that maybe like you carried on that same thing that you were doing in school and you just carried it on to the job and the job and job. Right into real life. Right into real life. Like, oh, oh, and you know, of course I got fired from all my jobs, just like I did with my with my uh schooling. They just like would kick me out of school because I couldn't, you know, do good in class and do the thing that they wanted me to do staying within the lines. So I tried to do things my way and I always got in trouble. So I would leave that job and go to the next job. Mm -hmm. Then I'd have a throw a temper tantrum, throw a fit because I was, I didn't like authority. (laughs) And uh, I just was like, no, this isn't how it should be. I always had this feeling that there, that this isn't how it should be. Like, this isn't how life should be. We should always, we shouldn't have a we shouldn't have somebody uh, looming over us telling us what to do, right? Now, I don't know if that's right or wrong, and I don't know if that's good for some people and bad for other people, but for me, it, it didn't sit right, so I couldn't sit still. So, you know, my jobs, they didn't last, and I always wanted to start businesses. So I, always, I did, like, an eBay business. I remember I was selling jewelry. I was, like, cleaning cars, and I was uh, you, mowing were lines. You buying, were you buying the jewelry, or were you drop shipping it? I was wholesaling that from Miami. I'll get into that um, in a second because that was actually a big turning point in my life when I met my mentor. But before that, like that's where I started getting into selling. I started listening to books and like really kind of starting to turn my life around because I remember I was at the bar one day and I it's like time just I snapped my fingers. All of a sudden, I'm 22 years old and everyone around me has big boy jobs and they're all graduating college. And I'm like, whoa, what happened? I'm I'm still living with my mom. I'm broke. Like I don't have anything to show for anything. And here I am like feeling inferior to my, to my peers. And I'm at this bar drunk. All I feel like I'm being judged by everybody because like, what happened to that Dylan guy? Mm-hmm. God, he went, he really went downhill. His hair's down to his back. Like he's just, he's sunburnt because he works on the beach, you know? And, uh, just some beach rat. That's all I was, you know, one day I just decided, I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to buy a car. I'm going to get my shit together. I'm going to get two jobs. I got two jet ski jobs. So I was a tour guide. <laughs> so I was a jet ski tour guide. I showed people dude, dolphins. I, there's got to be a crazy <laughs> story, dude. You, I, that could do a whole segment, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Like I, I've had people get lost. I had to call the coast guard. I've had to save people CPR. Like I had a, I had one of my friends, had to save uh save a guy for because he got struck by lightning he had two was people it, die on the beach that the yeah kanye was it in, was on the beach and he like was that kanye or was that like jay-z or i have no idea <laughs> no i think it was dj khaled oh was it dj khaled <laughs> he hit that thing man and he was gone <laughs> oh man i remember that yeah no um yeah, so whatever, you know, like the, the, the tour guide stuff, it was only paying me nine an hour, 12 an hour, and I, I hated it. But all, I do remember this, and this is what I, I will always tell people that are 
that are struggling and they want to get out of a job, the only way you're going to leave, you're not going to be able to, to solve a problem at the paradigm in which it was created. Einstein said that. Ooh, say that again. I'm pretty sure. People can hear that. That's good. You can't, you can't solve a problem in the paradigm in which the problem was created. Mm-hmm. Meaning whatever mindset you were in, you created that problem for yourself. Every problem in everyone's life is their own fault. Okay. And I, and you can look at it in that way. And when you look at it in that way, and it's hard to do, that's the hardest part. If you look at it in that way, then what you do is you take back control and control is freedom. You can get control over your life again. And that's that full freedom that I was always seeking. So the way that I had to actually, I had to sit with myself and I said, I had to be real with myself. I said, Hey, you know what? I'm in this position because I'm in this position because I did it to myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you do that, you can start to take little steps to get out of the situation. So what I did was I'm working at this job. I'm jet ski guide and I'd have hours and hours a day, just being on a jet ski with a bunch of other jet skis behind me with headphones in. So I could listen to audiobooks and courses. Mm-hmm. So I started taking 67 steps by Ty Lopez. That was my first one. And that one changed my mindset. And that was one of the best courses I've ever purchased. Right. And everyone talks crap about Ty, but uh, I know a lot of people that are now millionaires because of Ty Lopez. Sure. Um, and sure. they, and it got them out of deep situations and what the only way you're going to get out of a deep situation is if you see a result and he had to show people a result. So I was able to listen to that, get my mind right, start taking more courses. Um, and then I started listening to Elliot Hulse. I don't know if anybody knows Elliot Hulse is, is he was one of the biggest fitness influencers out there who I actually later made my client, which that's why I believe that this stuff, you can just put it out in the universe and you can make it happen. So I made him my client uh, at a later date, which I'll talk about in a sec, but I'm listening to stuff and I'm able to like think different now and I'm able to get ideas. So if you're ever like in a position like this, you can listen to, to influences and change your, the way you look at the world. Then when you change the way you look at the world, you change your behaviors and you change your behaviors is going to change your life. So I mm-hmm. buy a car. I'm able to like, I'm able to like afford the car and I go travel a little bit. I'm like, all right, cool. This is, this is happening. And I remember I started driving Uber. So now I added it onto my income and then Uber, you can listen to audiobooks too. And then I meet my mentor. So I met my first mentor from driving Uber. <laughs> so, um, so I'm driving Uber and I pick somebody up who is the massage therapist of a guy named Stuart Duncan. And he is a, uh, uh, I don't know how much he's worth, but he has probably 12 retail diamond stores. And the, each one of these diamond stores are pushing like, millions and millions of dollars in in diamonds and he sold he sells to magic johnson he sells to celebrities he's in and out of miami um and me and him get to know each other he's about 71 years old at the time and i'm 21 mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh and we're we're uh we're getting you know we're getting to know each other he asked if i want to drive him to miami to be his driver for that day and i drive him to miami in his car not my car because i had a shitty nissan ultima and I drive into Miami and uh, we're ta- on the way to Miami across the state. I, he, he starts asking about me, starts asking some things and I just start talking, right? I start moving my money maker. And uh, because I had been reading, because I had been consuming information and working so hard, he found me to be interesting. 
Okay. And he found me to be interesting enough to want to give a job to and actually want to have his right hand man. Now in the town that I was in, this guy is on every single billboard in that town. There's not one person in that town that doesn't know him. So now I had gone from being the beach rat guy to now being like the right-hand man driver and, and assistant to one of the wealthiest guys in, in this part of town, who's also one of the most famous guys in this town, right? Sure. And uh, then he proposes a business idea. And he says, hey, you know, you're a creative guy. You're an artist. You like fishing, you know. Um, you, like, you like the water. He's like, why don't we start a nautical jewelry store? Silver, diamonds, gold, all these things. And he gives me money. He gives me my first, my biggest amount of money yeah, like I've never even seen. And he goes and he starts this business for me and gives me 50% for sweat equity. So now I'm partners with this guy and I'm 21 years old and I had no track record. I like, why, why would anyone do that? Right. And this is just goes to show when you change your behaviors, people notice and there's things that you can't really control, but will happen if you just change these behaviors. So then I get to live with him in Miami. So, cause now I'm working for him full-time and I'm, we started a business. So I'm living in a high rise in literally a month. I went from living almost homeless to living in a high rise in on the beach in Miami with this guy. And it just, it didn't feel real. And, um, it was, it was awesome. This is where I really started learning business this is really where I started learning under somebody. Cause that's the only way you're going to, you're really mm -hmm. going to skyrocket your results is you got to learn from another person, you know? So that was my first time learning this stuff and go figure, you know, I'm a 21 year old idiot and I tank the business, but, <laughs> um, and then I get to move out here to beautiful Tampa Bay um, after that ordeal, but I had more confidence. I had, I understood so things a little bit differently. So did he actually open a, like a little kiosk or what did you guys do? It was online e-commerce. That's what okay. got me into okay. the marketing game. Yeah. So he, so basically what he did is he said, um, I kind of have a similar story in some, some way yeah. like that. Um, but what he did is he, and I'm getting this from you is that he basically recognized that the future was there. He noticed that this guy has enough energy to tap that. And then he basically yeah. said, maybe I can capitalize on this new thing happening. And then you're recognizing from what I'm getting from you, you're going, wait a minute. Yeah. I, I guess I didn't get it as much. And, and you know, what was that? What was that closure on his side when it, when it didn't go? What was when it didn't work out? Well, I wouldn't let it go actually. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like, I wouldn't let it go. And like, it wasn't working. Um, like it worked, but it wasn't like the results. Cause like, look, like on my end, I needed to, I needed to, to I, I realized I needed more skills to, to compete in the online arena. Mm. essentially and this is an old school in-person diamond sales guy he didn't have that right he didn't understand that now um this is what i learned is like and then and also <laughs> this comes down to passion too like i didn't care about it you know it was just oh. it's this is this is what happens when if you have you have an opportunity and it's the only opportunity you're ever going to get but you don't have the skill sets to recreate it yourself, you're going to just do the thing. This is like what people what happens when people have jobs. They're just going to do the thing that they want to do or, or what's the word? 
they're just going to do the thing because it's the only way they can make money or it's the only thing that they can do rather than being in that place of abundance where he says, Hey, we're going to start this store. And I say, Hey, like, that's cool. Let me, let me weigh out my options because I have other options. But so time, the lesson would you, would you at the that time, that's all I had. That was the option, yeah. right? I mean, it was, was the option. And, and for him mm -hmm. and for him, you know, looking back, you were his option. You were his uh, key to the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, and, and like, uh, really, if I'm going to get anything from this and he's going to get everything from this, it's like, it's like a big, it's like a big lesson, you know, and the, the closure came down to like, Hey, I like, I'm trying my best. I, I don't really love this and it's, and it's stopping me from putting in all my effort. Um, and like, I really don't, I don't really see this going anywhere, you know, and he wasn't like mad. He's like, look, it's, it's nothing. Like, it's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of crazy. Like, don't get me wrong. Like a lot of shit happened between then because like before that we actually got robbed <laughs> in Miami. Somebody broke in and stole all my jewelry. Um, I remember that. <laughs> There's a lot that happened, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, I but like we went what? through it, man. We went through it. Yeah, like you go through shit, right? I think it like the statement of like we got robbed. People get robbed in like a million ways. I mean, you got that robbed. Yeah. But wouldn't you agree? Like mm -hmm. everybody has a I got robbed story if you're gonna be in business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you got to get used to losing. You got to get used to and man, I. I've been through a lot of like loss in business. That's something that I, I, man, when I lost all that jewelry and all that money and all those laptops and phones and all the, the shit that comes with it, like it just makes you de over and over and over again. When that happens, it just makes you detach from the value of money. Ooh, like it's good. like, for me, it's just money. You know, it's just, it's just a fuel source to, to make a business happen. And to me, like yeah. at a young age, I get to go through that. So I don't, when it happens to me, when I'm older, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose my mind. Like so many other people do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Getting hit was just the process and it, you know, you didn't get knocked out. You just got hit and then being able to totally recover from that. That's, that's great knowledge, man. Yeah. That's, that's really good. That's really good. So you, yeah. so you pass through uh, the, uh, <laughs> the whale spits you back out and now you're now you're back out there are you keeping your job did that just kick in this entrepreneurial spirit yeah what was that, that was the right. that was the j curve where i was like wait i can do stuff because like when you come stuff. from where I like that. you know what i mean like so many yeah. people they come from being told they can't do things for so many mm -hmm. times they start to believe it right and i realized i was like wait i can do stuff and it wasn't that like we crushed it or anything it was that somebody invested into me somebody saw potential in me that i didn't see in myself so i said wait i can do shit like i'm i am completely capable we're a human being every human being has a has a machine in their skull that is so powerful it's like a quantum computer the damn thing mm -hmm. could create businesses and manage money and manage people and see the future. And it's, and it's amazing. This is where I really started to, to, to take motivation to another level. Right. So from there, I, I went out to St. Pete because a friend of mine said, Hey, like out here, there's a lot happening. 
this was a this was a while ago but i i came out this way and he said like come out like there's a lot of people he's like i got a lot of big big business connections because right then he was starting to become a portfolio manager and he started managing a lot of money for a lot of big names and i was like wow this this place really is booming right so i came out here and uh you know went through the same struggles. It was almost like all over again. I went from living on the beach to now I'm living on a couch. So now I'm homeless again. <laughs> it's like, I was homeless, like must've been three times already. Right. So I'm sitting here on his couch. Like, I'm like, shit, like I, when you lose it and you get, you get super high up and then you lose it again and you go up and down and up and down. And I feel like the entrepreneurial adventure is up and down and up and down and then it tapers off. And then it gets nice and even, and then you just can slowly grow. And that's where it should be. You should just slowly grow. And um, so then I, uh, I'm living with him. I decided to start focusing on like really, I, this is where I buy obsession with being skilled at certain things are, right? And I wanted to focus on skill sets. So I started working on my skill sets and this is where I started uh like looking at courses, I started working out on the beach as like a, uh, as a, as a, as a waiter. And while I'm doing that, I'm like what taking courses and I'm actually like starting to work on things a little slower now. Um, but bartending and serving is where I got my, my people skills, right? This is what now, now I look back, I'm like, man, I should have just started bartending and serving. Cause that's what makes you, that's what makes you good with people. And that's what gets you into sales. That's what gets you talking yeah. and having fun with people and, and that's and where dealing, i and dealing with assholes and dealing with assholes right. oh yeah everyone's an asshole when you when you when their food is late <laughs> yeah i mean you, you learn how to get through that that's cool okay yeah yeah so um so i'm working there and uh and this is where uh like i mentioned earlier um I'm working at this restaurant downtown. I worked at one on the beach and I mentioned earlier that I had been watching this influencer on YouTube named Elliot. Uh, Elliot Hulse is, he's actually responsible for a lot of people's like entrepreneurial adventures because he was so famous at one point. I think he got up to 2 million subscribers on YouTube uh, and he only had like a cell phone and he was like the first to ever really do it. And I knew, I knew that, and I would watch his stuff. Like I would consume his stuff and write it down. And I watched all his videos and I re I knew that his gym, he owned a gym. His gym was out here in St. Pete. And I was like, that's the first place I'm going to go. And I started checking it out and I'm like, he wasn't there. Like he, he ran 12 of them or something all over the world. Like he didn't, he wasn't there. He lived, he just did videos and stuff. So I was like, ah, oh, well, one day. And one day I'm waiting tables and I wait on his, uh, his marketer as like main, his main, like marketing, uh, what do you call him? He, he like did all the media. He did all the videos. He was like his like, right hand guy. Right. Yeah. And then uh, another guy named Ryan McGinn, who's a really, really good. Um, I don't know if like, he's really good with like videos and, and TikTok. He has a TikTok production. agency now production. He's a badass. Um, he tried, he so I'm waiting on them. Computer and his phone. He does that kind of stuff that, you know, we don't yeah. Do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, he, uh, he's, we're, I'm waiting on them and I find out, I'm like, I'm like, so what do you guys do? You know, just chatting them up and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I work with, uh, I, we all do media. Like we all do marketing and stuff. I'm like, nice. I'm actually taking a course on that. Like, uh, you know, being a kid, like, that's so cool. I've always wanted to do that. I'm actually, and I, at this time I started a, like a little marketing agency and I started doing local business, social media and stuff. And I was telling them my idea 
and uh, he shows me his phone. He's like, yeah, you got to do this with your video. And then I notice on his phone, like I'm looking at his Instagram and like what he's teaching me. And it's like, it's Elliot. I'm like, yo, is that Elliot Hulse? And he's like, yeah, you know him? And he's, he was excited because there's no fans out there. Like he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he barely sees fans. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I fucking love that guy. Like, and then he goes, no way. And like, they're all excited. And they're like, yo, you get, let, let's get your number. Like, let's hang out. And uh, then we like started doing photography together and like shooting and we're having fun. And he's like, dude, you know, we should, we should go into business together. And I was like, how the, I was like, this is the exact same thing that happened before. And then like we go into business together and we start taking on local businesses as, uh, as clients. And this is the first time I started getting paid like actual recurring money and actually started realizing that like I could charge enough people this much money and actually leave my job. Mm. Right. And that's, then I took it. Then he's like, Hey dude, um, I got a proposal for you. He's like, do you want to do, uh, Elliot Hulse's social media? And I was like, Holy shit. I was like, that is, I said, I was going to do it. I said, yeah. I was going to come out this way and I was going to meet mm -hmm. that guy and I'm going to make him my client. And I did it. And I started going in, I started doing this gym photography. I started taking the NFL and NBA players that do like their jumping exercises. And I'm taking pictures of that. And that's where I started really learning like media and branding and, and all that stuff. That's really important. And then, um, and yeah, so I started doing that. Then we, our prices just got bigger and bigger. I started working for different doctors and medical institutions and we started doing video branding. And then I was able to make enough money to, to quit the job. And you, were you know? still, and, and you were still in St. Pete there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I ended up moving out to St. Pete and, uh, you know, it didn't go perfect the whole time, but yeah. I, well, I spent, uh, lived out I spent, in St. Pete. Uh, I spent a short not living or anything like that some time in St. Pete. And I'll tell you, you can, yeah. you, you can end up on a bench where there's a lot of good opportunity. That, 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 little, that little spot there has got like a hub of, uh, of veins, right? It's like, it could go this way yeah. or it could go that way. <laughs> there's a lot that could happen out here. <laughs> so, then, uh, so then you take yourself and now you've, in a, in a way, positioned yourself with someone that had a name, which... Then at that yes. point now connected you with people, right? So now you have, you know, you, you have yep. ropes to pull on, you have people to ask questions. Yep. Um, yeah. So at that point, did you hit a pinnacle point where you went, okay, I'm going to stay in a partnership or did you start looking at confidence in yourself? Yeah, that's where I started to, I guess like we do a multiple businesses and then we decide like, what, what is it that we actually want? What do we actually want to do? And what's our purpose? And that's what I learned from Elliot is you got to stay true to like your true purpose. Like what's your North star. Mm. And what he helped me realize is that like, because he helps men now, like he's very big on like helping men be in their masculine and every man needs a purpose. And without that purpose, they are always going to be lost. And that's, it kind of scared me because I was like, you know, I'm getting it, I'm getting older now and I'm moving from boyhood to manhood. And he calls it your warrior magician lover, right? He goes, or, you know, warrior and king. And he's like, there's different phases of a man's life. And I was in warrior phase. That's where you need to fight. That's where you need to fight for. That's where you find your purpose and you fight for your purpose right? That's where you're going to find your girl. That's where you're going to find your, uh, your, your path. And you're going to set forth on that path. And, and I decided, I was like, you know, 
this got me far. I learned the skills from it. I learned the skills from every business that I did. Um, but now the real skill that I really learned after like, I was, I was, man, I, I would message people till my thumbs bled. Right. And I tried every type of message, every type of process, like, and I would get people to a phone call and I'd close them and I would do it over and over again. I cold called like crazy every single day. It was cold calling, cold messaging, LinkedIn, Facebook, and then closing and then doing it over and over again. And this is where I got really, really interested in just all communication. Mm-hmm. And I found that communication was my was my money maker. That was my favorite thing about business was the actual information that went back and forth with each other, whether it's on a Zoom call like this or a podcast, whether it's on social media or whether it's on a video or whether it's just a, a sales call, right? And the exchange of value is what was like my, I, I was so fascinated with, right? Sure. And I was like, I'm gonna actually get really, really, I want to really understand this to a really high level. And so I started like reading Sigmund Freud. And I started trying to understand the mind. Um, I was listening to different sales gurus and mentors. And I, I had taken a lot of my money. I spent $40,000 on different sales coaches and, and people to actually help me with understand communication. Right. And so then my, of course, when you spend 40 grand on a skill, your ability to do that skill is going to skyrocket, right? And it's going to start to work. And that's where I really was able to start building out um, more of my business, right? And then people started to seek me out for help. And I wasn't like one of those people that were like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to start as a coach, right? I'm going to start helping people with this thing. (laughs) And uh, no, it was like, I actually had a, a friend who was a fan of Elliot, like all, a lot of Elliot fans would reach out to me and stuff and had saw me on different videos and, um, and was like, Hey, like, could you help me with this? Like you do really good with it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I started doing it for free and I started just helping him out. Cause I thought it was cool. You know, I thought it was, I, I wanted to give back. And he was like, man, he, cause this, cause I started having people reach out to me that were had a really hard time communicating really hard time. Like, saying hey i'm valuable mm-hmm. and i started helping people kind of find their different purposes and like you know get out of their own shell and he's able to he was able out in i think three months he was able to quit his job you know mm-hmm. it got him to a five thousand dollars a month in his business he was able to leave his job and forever he was like forever thankful and then he started helping me started he became my copywriter you know and he started helping my cl- uh, clients right and then, uh yeah and it just took off from there and then from there, I, 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 didn't, I kind of wanted to figure out, like, what am I going to name this thing? Like, all these people that reached out to me, and, like, I actually, now I had a group of people that I was teaching. I was like, well, what am I going to call this thing? So I called it the Backpack Business. I was going right? to bring that up. <laughs> I was waiting to bring it up. And that was where I was, like, <laughs> and I had this laid up, and, you know, it's, it's uh, you're doing a good job in just telling your own story, but you're, you're basically, uh, at that point, I was literally going to break that up. I'm, notes here, I was like, look, he's got to hit this backpack business. What was that? And then my, yeah. my thought pattern was, you know, where, because it looked like to me in your journey, and I can only express what I see through that journey, was that was the thing that made you say, this is me, because that was a transition that I saw. And if back me up, if I'm wrong, or tell me, back me up if I'm wrong. Anyways, backpack. <laughs> so anyways, but, but what I was saying is I was curious if that was the 
the, the time that you went, I'm going to go be me because there was something that I noticed in that transition that actually your expression of you changed. Like it, it literally yeah. was like, like I had the lights on too, too much earlier. It was like, it was like, that was yeah. the expression of Dylan came about. And maybe yeah. you can share about what, what was that about that time period where you just said, you know, this is who I am. That's what it felt like when I was kind of going through your story. You, like, you nailed it. You nailed it. Expression. Yeah. And I feel like our, and this is where our businesses are an expression of ourself, right? It's a manifestation of us and whatever we put out online, whatever our business is at that time, it's where our mind is because we're not going to go work on something or create something that we, that isn't us. Right. And for me, that's where I was able, I was actually, I felt like I actually broke out of society's standards and I actually, I actually broke the conditioning and I broke the ancestral patterns or whatever Mm -hmm. that is. I broke the, I broke the, the way that they said I was going to be. And I finally was like, I'm free. And of course I said, how can, what would be cool is if you could put your business in your backpack and you could go, go whenever, wherever the hell you want. So I was traveling everywhere. I was doing zoom calls with my clients. I was making sales. I was doing social media management for these doctors. And I was like, I was just, I mean, I was doing whatever, like I, I did whatever made money, but I didn't really have a structure to it. I was yeah. just like, it was, it was just fun. I was expressing, like I was yeah. excited to just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. do it. It was cool to see. It really was. And yeah, and it, obviously as long as somebody pays you, as long as they're going to get a result from it, you know, that that's when people started getting results. And that's where I was like, holy shit. Like I'm not, I'm not what everyone told me I was like, I'm getting people to make, I'm, I'm helping businesses and I'm helping individuals make more money than the teachers that said I wasn't going to be shit. Yeah. And here I am. And I was I, I, in like a very short amount of time. I'm making multiple six figures by myself. And I'm just, you know, I didn't really have any employees. I think I had a VA and I'm just kind of like doing whatever I wanted. And my mom, my dad, they kind of said, you know what, Dylan, do your thing. This is actually working. I, I don't have to worry about you anymore. And it was a nice feeling, man. And, um, you know, obviously I, I look back on those days and I look at some of those videos and they were kind of cringe, but, <laughs> but it well, doesn't I, matter. I, you know, that's your, you. I didn't, I didn't think that, that was it at all. I think that, well, maybe because you see what you've become today, but it, it, was, yeah. it was, it was basically, you know, you know, this, this whole show is about the evolution, right? What was the, the, yeah. uh, the, the evolution of that, you know, the uh, evolve, you know, how did you move through it? And I think that that was, something that I noticed and maybe you can express what that feeling was because you went from, and you probably still do, but like you were, you were fishing and I saw like your, there was a shark that you had caught, you know, I mean, it was badass. It was like this huge ass freaking shark. And, the, but then yeah. all of a sudden you kind of, you, you, you kind of had a style about you. What was that? Yeah. And this is something like swag. that I, I kind of wanted to ask you. And that was, what was the stop? What was the time when you said, I can express a set of style? And then in branding, when did you just own it? Mm, that's a good question. And I think a lot of people, they're scared to put themselves out there um, and they're scared to express themselves. And as an artist, I remember like, I remember those days, like you always have patterns in our life. And I remember like every time I would make a piece of art that was very edgy, 
right? And I'd bring it in. I knew it was going to fail. Like, I knew, like, I was going to get an F on that. But it was going to be me. And that's, like, I always stayed true to that. Like, I'm like, that's me. I have to be me. I, if I don't, like, I'm going to – I remember I didn't like the feeling of not being me, right? And I um, – and that, that expression, essentially what that was, was like, I just couldn't wear a mask anymore, man. Like, I couldn't be, like, I didn't like who I was. I didn't like being sandy all the time. Like, not, not that I don't like being sandy all the time, but I didn't like the fact that I, like, was, like, dirty. You know what I mean? I didn't like the fact that I was, like, a, a beach rat, but, and that was my only option. And I didn't like having raggedy clothes. I didn't like having ugly like like hair that was because I was stressed out so my hair was falling out I, I didn't like that and I liked having uh, I like confidence I like you know having confidence within but like that should also you know you should also take care of yourself and you should also you know have that kind of confidence on camera you should have that kind of confidence in the way you dress all that kind of stuff so um it was it, yeah that light bulb moment was like you know what I'm sick of being a boy and I'm sick of being perceived as a loser. And, um, you know, I threw away all my clothes, went and got really nice clothes. And, uh, and I looked at it as an investment cause it was kind of an evolution. It was like you said, it was kind of like I shed my skin and I, uh, and I said, I'm going to take this thing seriously cause it's real and I'm going to just be a new person. So the, the moving out of, the old city, cutting off old friends. I cut off old coworkers. I cut off all these people. And I said, I'm going to have boundaries and a huge standard for myself. So I increased my standard. That's really all it was, you know? And so, uh, that's- so you moved through. I think, I think that it's like, I think it's cool. I think that, you know, <coughs> it doesn't feel good when you're in it, right? It's like, no. you know, like this is nasty, right? Yeah. And, like, what have know, I been doing? You being around the water, there's kelp, you know, when you're looking in the ocean and stuff like that. It's like, you got to get through that shit. But through that shit is this beautiful ocean. Yeah. Right. And and I think that the the word that's used, either it's religiously or it's some mental state, it's just faith. Like, I think that watching your story also applies that you knew that you had a skill of being an artist and you knew that if you can express that, I think it's breaking through that. I think that that's, that's super awesome. And then you create sales and system or sales and system mm -hmm. Academy. And the thing yeah. that I want to talk about for a minute is jumping forward. You know, the, the, the one-on-one -on -one sales is something that, you, I have watched over the years go from, you know, my original background was one-on-one -on -one sales. I mean, that's what my original background was. And I think that that I became a black belt in that. And nice. as you basically move through, you also express how you were doing bartending and you were creating those skills. And then you move through and you got sales system Academy. But the one thing I want to jump in on is one of the things that I'm watching through the industry. And that is that a lot of guys will have really good marketing, but once they get the guys on the call, because we're going back, right? Because the, just buy it because uh, the new diamond came out, that, that kind of happened about seven or eight years ago. Mm -hmm. Now there has to be some kind of conversion because there's mm -hmm. competition. And so yeah. the messaging platform, I like to kind of break in a little bit on that. And what, 
what made you break into the messaging? And not only that, why, why do you use humor so much? Use what? Humor. Humor. Why do I use humor so much? Um, well, to answer your first question, like, like I said, messaging is one of those things that I think is, it, it, at first it was like, it's just messaging. It's like, it's just like, there's not a lot of elements of, not only like human elements to text. Like, it's just, it's like just a text. It comes through and they're like, cool, maybe I'll get on a call with this person. But then what happened is from 2020 to now, when COVID hit, a lot of people, I, th I even looked up the statistic is like, they say like 4.4 million people started online businesses. Okay, well, what's the easiest business to start is high ticket sales with, uh, and, and what's the low hanging fruit of how to get clients is messaging. So what's going to happen is those messaging platforms are going to get flooded with people. And they're all going to be trying to sell each other. It's not going to work. So then they're going to go buy a high ticket program from a, one of these giant consultancies, agencies, gurus, just whatever, like these big coach, how to be a coach or how to be a, a business owner. They're going to have a lot of scripts like it. And they all kind of use the same method. And what happens is I kind of coined this term is like when COVID hit, we had a money inflation, but then we also had a script inflation. So then the script started getting printed out and everyone's using the same script on each other, selling the same things to the same people in the same way with the same script. And what are we left with? We're left with a lot of people not getting a lot of results anymore and it flooded it and it diluted it. So what I found was my creativity I, I've always been really creative because I've been an artist and I knew that like it was going to come in handy one day. And I realized that like people don't need like a how to, like, here's what you do. Just do what I say. What they need is a, a, an angle, especially mm -hmm. in the, in the marketplace like this, the bigger, the, the, the white herd of sheep, the more that black sheep's going to stand out. So what I do is I help people find that angle. I help people find that communication angle one that's unique and that makes people say hey this person's different but also like that offer right the offer that makes them stand out it makes them look like like something that that has never been taught about or seen before in the in the noisy marketplace as well as their branding okay and a way that you can break through that noise is actually you could be funny. You should have personality. And the fastest way to cut through a really weird market like marketing where people are strange, I, I'm just going to say it, like people are freaking weird. Um, they're just, they're spammy, they're markety, they're trying to get some sales, but they also forgot that they're a personal brand. And a personal brand is a human being with, a, with an internet element. And if you don't have that sense of humor, and especially, I'm telling you right now, especially in the market that we're in now, where things are getting suppressed, and people are getting suppressed, and people are getting canceled, people are craving real. They're craving for you to be real. And the fastest way that you can be real is to show some kind of polarity. If you find like something that is a little edgy funny, and you make a meme about it or you make something funny about it, people are going to say, hey, that's my guy. This guy's actually different. He's, he's not scared to voice his opinion, right? And when you voice your opinion, 
in a in a place where everyone's gonna like everyone's gonna be mad at you if you voice your opinion it's gonna happen people are gonna they're gonna be people that hate you and there's gonna be people that love you you shouldn't be seeking approval this they, comes they down to are you authentic they don't have faces on their profiles quite often <laughs> yeah that's weird that's odd you know for they're a cartoon character um yeah. so have a face on your profile make sure you're you know, you're, uh, you're looking like a human because people are now, we're moving from the, the faceless corporation to the people are buying from people, right? It happened with e-commerce the year before. E-commerce moved from everyone's buying from big corporations. Those went out of business and then every, it, it became an individualistic uh, uh, society where everyone could have their own little store on Etsy or something. Mm -hmm. Is now it's happening with the commoditization of coaching, consulting, and agency services. That is what is happening. We're in a commodity era. And if you want to make it, you have to have a differentiating element. You have to have a different offer. You have to have a different brand element. And you also have to have um, a different way of communicating in the DMs. Because that's how you're going to get people to call now calls nowadays. Because unless you're like Frank Kern level marketer, um, it's, it's just... Like for me, like I'd rather message somebody first, then get them to a call because I want to work that lead and I want to pre-sell them so that we can have a closable call. And I'll do that with my, with my, um, with my VSLs. I'll do that with anything. Anytime I put something online, I'm going to have that barrier first. And then I'm going to, and typically like we only do outbound for the most part. So then outbound messaging, a way to build a relationship first, let that thing compound and let all those relationships and networks compound and then you're going to meet people. Then you're going to get a lot of different calls with people that are like, Hey, I've been watching your shit for a long time, been in your Facebook group, saw your Facebook account, your Instagram. We had multiple conversations. I'm ready to buy. And it's a lot easier. I think that that is so valuable. And I think that, you know, one of the things that I think that you tapped, which was so true is using creativity, but ultimately these skill sets really didn't change from when you were at the bar doing bartending. Isn't that something? Yeah, I guess right? not. Yeah, it's all it, the it same really, thing. It really didn't. I mean, um, there's an experience, hey, how you doing? You slide something down and say, hey man, how you doing? What do you yeah. like to drink? You don't say, what can I get you? You, say, you create that relationship. and. When you start, like, that, hey, good to connect. You connect, and then what? And then what do you do? You what do you do? You tap them off on the top, the old skill set of giving the vodka at the top, and then they feel the pain, and they go, "That's my dude," right? <laughs> and then you yeah, he's got the goods. Then you stick with that guy, and then you basically order all your drinks from him. And that is, especially in a club environment, you know, mm -hmm. if anybody's ever spent time in Las Vegas, it's like. You're looking for your dude because it drinks $27. <laughs> like you want to get hooked get up the most out of it. And I think one of the things that you're doing great is, is the messaging is basically saying, you know, let's create a relationship first. Then I can find out if, if we can go from there and then message. And I, I think that that's, that, that is a great answer to moving it through, but also not reinventing the wheel, right? You're really yeah. just using human behavior. Really, yeah, like, and that's where it came down to is really studying human behavior and why people are having such a hard time with messaging. I mean, 90% of our clients, and we've had clients, this isn't just the, the, the beginner, this isn't the newbie. We have clients doing a quarter million dollars a month. We have some people doing like just starting out and they just started their business. 
every company is dealing with this problem mm-hmm. is they're trying to get people to calls and they can't because they're lacking authenticity. They're lacking trust. And of course they're lacking trust because with 4.4 million people join this arena and people are getting burned left and right. People are trying to coach everyone. Everyone has the same offer. Nobody's going to trust the next person that slides in the DMs in the exact same way because guess what? When that situation reminds you of another situation of when a guy slid in your DMs and you bought from him and then they ghosted you and you're mad and if they you said the same thing as that guy said, now you are now bunched together with that person even if you had a good offer and even if you had a good intention. <clears throat> and that's the problem. <laughs> how, how do you see um... – one question would be, and, and this is uh, something that would happen, is that many people would look at someone, maybe like your personality, or I think that my personality has kind of the same traits a little bit yeah. wild at times than it is. Sometimes if I, put, if I pull my hair down and I put that shirt on, they probably don't say. But ultimately, <laughs> if, if, you, if you look at that, many people um, tend to sometimes look at those personalities are, you know, like ours, is basically say, oh man, you know, you, you can do this or that. And I just don't ever believe that. What do you say to those people that kind of think like that? Like, uh, like they're very kind of conservative, you know, their approach. Natural, so, oh, that's a natural. <clears throat> oh yeah. 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 Oh man. Natural confidence. Like this guy's never, like he was born with it. I could never get on camera. I could never message somebody all suave and, and get him to a call and, and be suave on the phone. Like, First off, I was bad at sales. I was bad at bartending. I was bad at messaging. I was really bad at messaging. I was bad at fucking everything I ever tried to do. I was bad with girls. I was bad. I was like a virgin till I was like 18 or 19. I couldn't, I could barely talk to people. I was sweat. I actually would get pools of sweat under my armpit when I would be nervous to talk to somebody. Um, so when somebody says, oh yeah, yeah, that, that guy's just naturally this way. Um, you know, first off, like I said earlier, people project because maybe that person is natural at something and they saw how that helped them. And like, they saw other people and maybe they're judging other people because that's a judgment. They're judging other people for being like bad at something that they're good at. Right. Or, or vice versa. Um, and what they're doing is they're trying to project that onto somebody else so because they don't want to have to face an internal dialogue of, okay, well, maybe I do have to put in some work on this. Because that's the last thing that people want to do is, is look at messaging as a skill. They want it to be a script. That's why it worked when it worked. But now it's not working and nobody wants the script anymore. That's why my, my offer did so good, right? And they also want um, – they, they don't want to have to – do what really good, you, you know, like yourself, you said you're, you're great at sales. Well, I'm sure you had to talk in front of the mirror and listen to your calls and get coached and have to work on this little is, things like tonality. So this is crazy. And I'll tap into that. So I would do sales, right. And I, I started selling cars at first. It was like, either I was going to go, um, I really wanted to be a pharmaceutical salesperson. And just like you, I didn't, you know, I wasn't going to, I realized I'm not going to go to college. I tried that yeah. and I was like, man, he's sitting in this room and this guy, he says he's a yeah. business 
and he's a consultant. And I asked him, yeah. I was like, hey, it, it, I look back, it was pretty rude. But basically, I just said, hey, what business do you own? And he was at the college and he goes, well, I don't own a business. I, I just do like consultants. I said, well, you've never actually like gone out there and had to pay a little bit of payroll. And I'm only your, your age, you know. And yeah. so I realized it going into, man, that just took me like right back to that moment. And I totally forgot how I was going. But basically, um, that's college. Yeah. So basically I start selling. Oh, there it was. So basically I start selling and I remember, um, I remember coming home and I was living with my parents. I was selling cars and I'd be in the shower and, and I wasn't singing. And I remember just going through these rebuttals and I was just yeah. rebuttal after rebuttal after rebuttal after rebuttal. And I remember just going like, I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. And it's so I think what you're saying, and I think that a lot of people will agree with you and those that are watching this show, nobody gets anywhere without repetition. Mm. Nowhere. No, nowhere. Every skill follows the same syntax. Mm -hmm. It always follows the same process. And every skill I've ever learned, whether it was shark fishing in tournaments or whether it was bartending or whether it was selling, I had to do it a lot. You know, and that's what made me good. And then I had to, like I, like you said, like go in the shower and think, okay, well, how come that money objection didn't didn't work? How come I didn't, I wasn't able to go through that objection? How come when I messaged that person, they said no immediately, and they didn't even know what I was offering? Well, like, well, then I have to go look at a, a psychology book and wonder why like people get sad. Like, what's the amygdala do? What does the <laughs> the prefrontal cortex do? Why does that happen? Where do we what does the RAS do? How do we like get information downloads and like filter out our reality based off belief systems? And what is all of that? Well, every little piece of that and everyone that says they're like the expert at sales, like I'm the best at sales, like is, is lying because if you say you're the best at sales, that means you're the, that means because sales is such a loaded word. It's sales is like communicating value. Right. And it, if you say you're the best at communicating, then you're also the best at understanding the mind. Mm -hmm. And the mind is one of those things that doesn't really end. Mm -hmm. And there are people that spent their whole life looking at the mind and trying to understand the mind. And those people are only hitting the, are only scratching the surface. <clears throat> so the end, at the end of the day, this is a thing that if you, you just look at a script, that's really not even, that's not even anything because it's such a deep topic. That's like saying, that's like looking at the poster ad for like an event and saying, that's what it is. That it's the poster. That's what the event is. It's the poster. No, the event is inside the event. You go to the event, you're just looking at the ad, right? The ad is telling you what the event is and what you, how it should go and how it's going to go. That's what a script is. So if you say, Hey, how do I learn sales quick? Well, that's like saying, how do I learn the human mind and the quantum mechanics and language and, and psychology and perception and all of these things that come along with trying to tackle something as complex as sales? <laughs> well, Dylan, you lit the fire today. Um, we appreciate you on here. You were extremely honest with who you were and um, everybody that watches this is going to appreciate that by far. And I appreciate yeah. you coming on here, sharing that story, being real. Where could everybody find you? Because I'm telling you, it's, they're going to look, dude. You're legit. Yeah, good. 
Um, Instagram is official Dylan Giggs, D Y L A N G I G S. Facebook is Dylan Gelati, D Y L A N G I G L I O T T I. And definitely, if you're not going to go look at me on my personal accounts, you got to join my group. This is where I give hours and hours. I think we're at like 35 hours of free content and trainings and interviews. Uh, it's sales and systems. And that's it. That's where I'm at <laughs> so far. Appreciate you having me on, man. This was really fun. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dylan. I appreciate you. I do not want to close this out. We could probably do this for hours. Then that it's means fun, yeah. <laughs> that I gotta have you back again. So let's do it. With that said, thank you very much. We're out. See you, man. If you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, Moved is to entrepreneurs.